Not too long ago, our care team here at Prince of Peace was dreaming uh, of a way to connect people who needed help with the people who uh, could help. This was pre-pandemic, we were dreaming about this. And one of the ways we tried to do this was to put out an online form that people could fill out if they needed help or wanted to help. Uh, and amazingly, so many people filled it out. We had a lot of people fill it out. But then as we looked over the information we had gathered, we discovered one important but big problem, which is that everyone signed up to be the helper. And no person, not a single one, asked for help. Surprising? Not that surprising, maybe. I don't know. Last week during the snowpocalypse, I went to my social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter, and I asked a simple question via a poll. I said, do you ask for help when you need it? And here were your four uh, choices. Are you ready? The first one was yes, of course. The second one was no. The third one was no, but in all caps, because I would never. And the fourth one was yes, but only as a last resort. So the breakdown went like this. We had over 250 people respond on my Instagram, and this is how it broke down. So yes, of course, was a very small 9% right there, like that. Uh, no was 12%. No in all caps, because I would never, was 11%. Uh, and yes, but only as the last resort, 68%. So if you really break that down, that means the no's really come in at 23%. It's important to note those are both no's there. So 23% no, 68% only as a last resort. And the smallest number was yes, of course. Uh, those of you who remember Pastor Jenny, uh, who was here this summer, she was like, I do not understand people. I always ask for help. And I was like, oh my gosh. She could not believe nobody clicked on that first one. It was very funny. We are so good at offering help. But in order to be a helper, there has to be someone who is asking for help as well. And we are not quite as good at that part. Think we might be able to answer the why not of, on our own, but maybe we've sort of been taught culturally that asking for help is a sign of weakness, maybe not one of strength. We got to do it for ourselves, right? I don't want to burden anybody with my problems. Their problems are bigger than my problems. The story I chose for my week in our series, Obscure, is this one about Jethro. So how many before tonight have heard this story about Jethro before? Oh, just a few. Nice, nice. All right. So to set the scene, the Israelites have, led by Moses, just left their slavery in Egypt. Just a few chapters before we pick up tonight, we have crossed the Red Sea. The water was brought out of the rock in the desert, and the Israelites got the gift of manna to eat from God. They are making their way slowly and surely out of slavery to the land that God had promised. So Moses, who, side note, had been married well before he was called to take the people out of Egypt, uh, received a visit from his father-in-law, Jethro. They hang out for a little bit. They offer some sacrifices for, to God. Jethro's like, look at all this good stuff you're doing. Good job, Moses. You, you led the people out of slavery. Good job, you. He's pretty proud in this beginning of this chapter. And so the next day, Jethro goes with Moses. Bring your father-in-law to work day. Didn't know that was a thing, but it is. So Jethro goes with Moses as he works with the people, and he just observes for a while on the side. And what does he see? Jethro sees that Moses is swamped. 
He is doing all the things, all in caps, all the things. And you know what? He's actually really, really good at it. Moses is killing it at this job, right? And honestly, if he doesn't do it, I mean, who will? And if someone else does it, they're probably not going to do it as good as he will do it. So he might as well just do it himself, right? Anyone else feeling personally attacked right now? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Now, before we spend the whole night just dumping on Moses here, I want to cut him some slack, which is he has been the leader of the people for just a little bit of time, but through some big things. He does not take his job lightly, and he feels a sense of responsibility for the people he has been called to lead, for their safety, for their well-being, After all, he got them out of Egypt. Uh, They are counting on him to keep leading them and to do it well. And he is. He's doing it really well. Morning to night, he's doing it really well. But also, it's killing him slowly. Jethro spends just a little bit of time observing the way Moses is doing all the things, and his takeaway is, oh, buddy, this is bad. He says, one of my favorite translations says, what you are doing is not good. That's a great translation. Not the one we used tonight. I used a different one. But he says, there is, this is no way to go about this. You will burn out and the people right along with you. This is way too much and you can't do it alone. So if you need to hear that one more time, just listen to it. Ready? What you are doing is not good. This is not how we do this. You will burn out and the people around you will burn out with you. This is way too much for you. You can't do it alone. Now, to give Moses credit, he listens. He listens to his father-in-law. I don't know if I listen to my father-in-law that much. He's not my dad. Um, But Moses listens to his father-in-law, right? And it might be the hardest thing he's ever done. And he just led the people out of slavery in Egypt. He stood in front of Pharaoh. But he has to let go. He has to set up a boundary or two. He gives up a little bit of control. He shares the burden. He asks for help. And a key point of this story is it doesn't just benefit Moses. It benefits everyone. It doesn't make him weaker, but stronger. It doesn't make the community worse. It makes them better. All the way back in Genesis, God looks at Adam and says, it is not good for you to be alone. Jethro brings the same wisdom to Moses. Moses, who thinks he's the savior of these people, he has a responsibility, who believes he can do it all. Jethro's advice isn't just for the good of Moses, but it starts that way, yes. His advice is for the good of the entire community. You will burn out, he says, you and the people around you. Sharing the care and keeping of an entire community is the work of the entire community. We do this thing together. Not just the one, not just the few, but for all. Not just for the sake of the leader, but for the sake of everyone. I wonder how many of us feel a lot like Moses tonight, right now in the world, trying to do it all, trying to meet the expectations of the people around us, trying not to show weakness or 
Don't make sure to not take care of ourselves in order to help as many people as possible. I'm last on the list. Everybody else is first, right? And yet I wonder also how many of us are sometimes a little bit like the Israelites. Are we expecting too much from the people in caring roles in our lives? Are we all just laying too heavy a burden on ourselves and each other? Jethro's words in this story is a reminder for, the, for Moses and the Israelites that a burden shared is a burden halved. That being a part of a community means none of us have to do it all. But just like Moses, we do need to be willing to listen, to ask for help, and to hand some things over. Like the Israelites, we need to be willing to step up and say yes and share the load. That one we, we already learned, we're all pretty good at it. We're pretty good at saying I'll help, right? For many years, I've had this set of verses printed and stuck on the wall in my office. What you are doing is not good, is what it says up there. <laughs> it is a regular reminder to me that I cannot do it all, though I want to. And let me tell you, I'm pretty good at it. I'm good at lists. I can check things off. I can do lots of things. This is a reminder that no one is meant to do it all. Not me, not you either. Jethro taught Moses how to set a boundary or two, yes, but he also taught him the joy of shared work and shared ministry. The joy and value of partnerships and working together for the good of the entire community, which includes Moses. Now, Jethro didn't say, Moses, you're doing everything wrong, and you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be in charge anymore. Jethro's words instead came from a place of deep care and compassion for someone that he loved deeply. He wanted Moses to flourish in leadership, and he wanted the people around Moses to flourish as well. This is this gorgeous story that is a vision of creating and caring for each other. It is mutual. It is together. It is all together. It is almost a tragedy that the story is not more well-known, that it's not tossed into the lectionary on a regular cycle so we can have it put in front of us to remind ourselves what you're doing is not good. Stop trying to do all the things. We need this reminder regularly. I know I do. That's why I have it cut out in the wall in my office. So I want tonight for this first week of Obscure to remember this very often untold, forgotten story. I want you to use Jethro's words to remind yourself that this is how God speaks to us in the midst of all the ways we try to hold on to too much, to hold things that are not ours to hold, and take on burdens that are not ours to bear. So no matter how you have felt sort of attacked by the story tonight, I know I feel it, I'm with you. I would like you to just close your eyes, everybody. Take a deep breath. My friend Ellie talks about getting into your body, so just take a minute and see how your body feels. Do you want to escape here? Escape this moment? Are you feeling okay? Feeling chill? Take a deep breath. And I want you to hear these words again from Jethro to Moses, from God to you, and let them meet you wherever you are. My dear one, 
What you are doing is not good. This is no way to do life. You will burn out and the people around you along with you. This is way too much. You can't do this alone. Find partners, leaders, helpers to do the work with you with integrity and love and joy. They will share your load and that will make it easier for you. If you handle it in this way, you will have the strength to carry out whatever God commands and the people in their settings will flourish also. Amen. Thank you.